fan and Star Wars fans from around the world to a tradition unlike any other around here, our annual, pretty much annual, Star Wars pregame show. This is uh, something we like to do, give our final thoughts before we walk in the theater and see the newest Star Wars film. Last minute predictions, uh, last minute um, bets we can make, you know. Tables are open. Tables are open. Frank and, Caliendo uh, comes in and does a bit. Yes. And uh, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we're excited about that. But um, yeah, you just heard a voice. Maybe you've never heard on one of these. <laughs> Richard up? Barton is joining us for the Star Wars pregame show. Maybe the first wow. time ever. Hey, Arby. First time, long time, gentlemen. Um, I, uh, it's exciting. I thought this might be the last one, at least in this canon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hey, why not join you guys for it? So uh, nice. I'm going to take off. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for letting me yeah, come I made on. your appearance. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yep. Um, me and Cletus. Turns out Yoda's a Nazi. See you later. Bye. <laughs> and just bails. Yeah, so uh, a lot to talk nerds, about. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to talk about with this one. Um, a lot of anticipation. And Brian and I were just talking off the air um, about this. What? About um, just... Uh, I'm just going to miss the anticipation of these uh, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm spending, uh, you know, my free time today kind of going back and rewatching Force Awakens and recapping my thoughts on them and and thinking about what those movies were and then simultaneously thinking about the original trilogy and and the prequel trilogy and all that. Um, But, you know, I just feel like these days are short lived where we're going to actually anticipate these and know what kind of to expect. And especially with this star Wars saga, uh, I mean the Skywalker saga, it's, um, it's something that I don't want to end, but it has to end sometime, you know? And uh, I'm, ex- I'm more, kind of more excited to see where they go from here. But, uh, I don't know. I just feel like we take this for granted. The, uh, the whole process of the anticipation going to see the movie and, and creating our own first thoughts. It's just like such a fun part of doing this, you know? And, um, Star Wars is just like unlike any other property, you know, Marvel's certainly up there, but there's just something about anticipating a new Star Wars movie, especially an, an episodic one, um, that, uh, you really can't define, you know, it's a, uh, it's got a characteristic and a quality of buzz in the air that, that I'll, I'll miss. So, um, hopefully they're able to live up to the legacy of the, uh, the past films, the, the trilogy after this. And, uh, when Star Wars is eventually, uh, brought back to life here in the next few years. So um, this is the last one for the Skywalker Saga. Like I said, Episode 9, J.J. Abrams returning to the director's chair after Ryan Johnson's Episode 8, The Last Jedi, and uh, trying to end this thing on a high note, trying to bring it back to um, make everybody happy, I guess. Everybody seemed to be happy with The Force Awakens for the most part. Um, and if they weren't happy, they uh, most people, I feel like, sure. could accept it. And uh, so I think all that... All that being said, you know, I've really enjoyed this reboot. I never really thought we would get new Star Wars movies, and um, I've enjoyed what they've done, how they've tried to work in the old characters and new characters and everything else, and um, very much anticipating the end and uh, forming my own opinion on this. Um, I, re- I do realize that, uh, you know, what people say or whatever is uh, is their own opinion. So, you know, I, I really do like to form my own opinions on these. I think uh, The Last Jedi was quite well received and uh and um i didn't like it as much and whereas the force awakens was probably critically um uh panned a little bit more than the last jedi but uh 
you know, I like that one more. So I don't, you know, I don't know what to really believe or expect headed into this one in terms of what people have said that have already seen it. I haven't uh, opened Twitter and all that today to uh, to try to stay away from any kind of review. Um, I did see the uh, the critic score thanks to a thanks to a friend, but uh, that you know, I'm trying to stay completely blind to any though this happens in the movie or or whatever, you know. So trying to stay sure. completely fresh, blind, form my own opinion, and then come here on the uh, post-game show and uh, talk about it with you guys. So, yeah, very much anticipating this movie, but like I said, it, it sadly don't feel like we're going to anticipate Star Wars movies this much ever again. Brian? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, this has been my whole... I mean, honestly, it's been my whole life uh, is is uh, Star Wars movies. The Return of the Jedi came out the year I was born, and um, I was very much early indoctrinated into Star Wars stuff. I, these are my favorite movies of all time. Um, the These movies started, or the, the word on these movies came out. I'll never forget, um, and we probably said it on the air, but Kent broke the news to me and Richard too, I think. Richard, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I remember where I was when got a text from Kent uh, saying, uh, look, you know, this is the thing that happened. They're, and they're immediately rebooting and and bringing out new movies and all this sort of stuff and so where were you i was at a grocery store i mean i it was it was right around <laughs> halloween strip yeah. club <laughs> i mean it was it was one o'clock in the afternoon right. even yeah. in right. halloween like yeah. he's not yeah. gonna not be at a strip club it's brian <laughs> it was a, i remember it was Hollywood around rolls. halloween because <laughs> we i was with my kid i think picking out like halloween candy or whatever to give out at the door and Got the text and was just like, holy crap, like this is, you know, that's a complete game changer for me. It was right around the time that Hurricane Sandy hit okay. New York, I remember. Like, like Hurricane Sandy uh, was literally making landfall in New York when okay. they announced this. Like, I remember uh, because nobody could, nobody could, nobody could, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was 2012, uh, fall 2012. And I remember nobody could report on it because nobody in New York had internet <laughs> or anything. So like, why would they right. announce this when they know the entire media world is going to be underground for about sure. three days? So, uh, so yeah, I just remember the push notification that said Disney has acquired Lucasfilm. Star Wars yeah. Episode Seven will arrive yeah, in twenty fifteen. New films on the way. New all trilogy one, on the way. Or something all in, like that. yeah, all in one yeah. announcement. It wasn't like, hey, there's yeah. rumors. It was like, holy, yeah. what? That not only that they bought him, but that Star Wars was back right. was. It was, it was so well kept until yeah, there wasn't any hint was of no, it at all. There, I mean, there's always I mean, like rumblings yeah. of that stuff, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing legitimate or anything. So anyway, um, I. I don't think I will ever anticipate a movie more than I did Force Awakens. Um, I remember sitting in that theater for the first showing that I saw and and like ha- almost having like a a nerd pop culture panic attack for like five seconds when it just started and was like, "Holy crap, what if this is bad?" Um, and then just being having that blown away immediately. I love Force Awakens. I, I've, I've rewatched all these movies over the last week. Um, with my kid and I think Force Awakens is probably my favorite of the the whole series I just it's just such a perfect popcorn blockbuster Star Wars movie it feels like Star Wars and I I love it I love it dearly um I like Less Jedi quite a bit I, I don't I probably don't love it but um but that's fine there are things that I think we're gonna find obviously we we gotta wait to see what this movie looks like I saw the Rotten Tomato score today and I, that's as far as I'll take it until after I've seen the movie myself. I'm with you, Ken. Like I wanna I wanna form my own opinion, um, obviously and and then and give that here. Uh so there are gonna be things that, that will I think we'll be able to good or bad on on Rise of Skywalker will will come in here and talk about 
um, maybe some things that could have been differently and some things that could have been changed through the course of this this uh, series. Um, but I, I'm with you. I I, uh, I look forward to anticipating Star Wars movies. It's just that's kind of a weird thing. But I as I love going to the movie and I love I love just being in the world of Star Wars. But the excitement and the build up to get to one for me is still unlike anything else pop culturally. It's it's I love Marvel movies and X Men movies and Mission Impossible movies and Fast and Furious movies and all these sorts of things. But um, it all pales in comparison for me to uh, to Star Wars movies. And so um, I'm excited for this to see how they wrap this up this trilogy. And I know we'll have this saga, I guess, and, and we'll have more Star Wars movies in the future, and I'll be very excited about them as well. Um, but it is a little bit of a different thing moving to a standalone movie or, a, you know, an extended universe movie or a new trilogy or whatever comes next. Um, this is uh, this is kind of the, the last, I think, installment of of this kind of uh, expectation and anticipation. So. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited to to get to it this week, regardless of um, grumbling and such on on the Twitterverse. Yeah, for me, you know, I'm the least probably Star Wars fluent of the crew here. But I I, I kind of overplay that a bit in terms of uh, just to kind of have a different mm. point of view. I mean, I love these movies when I was a kid, the original trilogy. I, I didn't see – I saw Phantom Menace – and then I saw. I still don't think I. Oh no, we did. I saw the other two when when we did those bat when we did the things. Mm-hmm. I watched them for that. I had seen Sith. I hadn't seen Clo- Attack of the Clones, right? Until we had done that. And then I like you know. It's like there's parts of that that are actually pretty cool. But I I um yeah. These are in these new ones. I've liked that because I'm like the least fluent in this world. I tend to like them more because mm-hmm. I can kind of appreciate them as just popcorn movies and I don't have to like get caught up in what's, uh, you know, what's good and bad about them in terms of Canon mm-hmm. and things like that. I can just kind of like, Oh yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. That's cool. You know? And I liked the nostalgia of it. I really liked force awakens. I really liked the last Jedi. There's some, you know, there's some milking issues and some <laughs> floating, uh, Leia issues that I didn't like, but that's okay. Um, I thought it was on the whole pretty good, and uh, I liked Rogue One quite a bit. I did not like Solo that much, um, but hey, three out of four is not bad. Um, and so I anticipate I've everything negative I've heard. Just kind of I haven't really seeked anything out, but everything I've heard is that it's like super fan service. That's fine with me. I'm cool. I don't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I I'm not sure. coming in like that's a bad thing. I if it's an enjoyable popcorn movie, if that's fan service, well, I'll I'll enjoy it. So. That's kind of I look forward to it. I like the, I like the uh, the fanfare both literally with the music and um, and uh, without it. I, mm-hmm. I just I, I like that uh, part of it. It feels big, the, the big, you know, uh, John Williams score and all of that. It's just it's a delight, and so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm I'm always excited for these. I I I have no. I, you know, like I had Star Wars toys when I was a kid and I watched the movies and stuff. I didn't know what Iron Man was. Mm-hmm. So like the MCU is a totally adult phenomenon to me. This, I wasn't like a Star Wars kid by any means, but I was, this has at least some nostalgia to me because it was part of my childhood where 
Whereas the other big franchise of the last 10 years, I didn't know what it was till 2008 yeah. when I was like 22. Sure. <laughs> and so um, I didn't know that at all. So, so this has some, you know, some heartstrings and stuff like that. I've spent a lot of my life knowing about these characters and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember going in to, uh, to see the force awakens and I remember driving up there to, um, I think we saw it in Irving together. We saw it on IMAX yeah, together, Dallas but I was living Chapel out in, um, or, yeah, mm-hmm. I was living. No, out. wasn't that Last Jedi? Because I thought I saw I saw Force Awakens at North Park Mall. We saw no, we saw the. Oh, you didn't go with us, maybe. That's right. I, yeah, I, I, I went. I went met up with yeah. Brian. Yeah, that's what okay. it was. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I was living out, you know, far away from the th- that theater at the time, and I just remember driving out there and thinking that I was going to die in, the, in a car crash <laughs> on the way there. I knew it. I was like thinking, I was like, God, I can't. You know, I'm gonna die right, right now, here. and then I live right by that theater yeah. now. Like yeah, half half a mile, maybe it, not even half a mile. But I just remember exiting the highway and thinking to myself, up, "Oh my god, out. I'm actually gonna get to see yeah. this movie." It yeah. like dawned on me that like I I wasn't gonna die before I saw this movie, which is like <laughs> I fully expected that. Like you're like just like, please expect- give me that's how I was with the two. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's all I was with the two popes <laughs> when I I thought. When I was walking yeah. to Netflix to load right. that up, I was like, I'm going to die. And now, I'm, and then when I got on the sofa, I was like, I get right. to watch two popes. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, to your point, Brian, I don't think I'll ever anticipate a movie yeah. as much as that one. Um, that was, yeah. And just knowing that Han Solo was going to be back and the trailers were great and loved what JJ was doing. And, and you know, to me, The Force Awakens met every yeah. expectation that I had for it and, and all that. The other thing too, but, I just want to add real fast, yeah. just from the, the, the fandom standpoint of like, I mean, I grew up again, I grew up on this and this was, this has always been my thing pop culturally. It was not cool to like star Wars, uh, or to care about star Wars when I was a kid and a teenager and all that. And then, then the prequels came out and you got this incredible buzz from it. And it was really fun for, a short period of time until the movies actually came out. And then again, it was not cool to like star Wars and it just felt like, uh, culturally the thing was to, to dump and rightly so those movies are not very good, especially the first two are pretty bad and, or very bad in some cases, but force awakens and the, 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 like, I don't know, almost a year leading up to it was just kind of peak fandom at that time because it felt like everyone and everything like that's the only thing we were talking about from a pop cultural standpoint like whether you love the original movies like i did or if you had never really seen them or you'd kind of only seen them in passing or whatever it was this super omnipresent thing that everyone was enthused about and you it's like you couldn't turn on a talk show without uh, somebody from Star Wars popping up, or then make you know a joke about Star Wars in the monologue, or something like that. It just was That's some Disney stuff. Sure, too. That's that Disney. Yeah, oh, absolutely, they're, they're absolutely. Decent. And mixed with, I think people like me, big fam, fans of this whole thing, just being so enthusiastic about it, and then a new generation of people coming from behind, coming behind, and being like, "Well, I, you know, I don't really know what this, is, or I only know this in in um, you know sort of secondhand, having seen the movies in the." 
late 2000s. You know what I mean? It, it, and, this, and then this thing came and it was just like, it's, it, was, it was everywhere. And it was a, a very fun time to, be, um, to have that conversation and to be part of that, that world. Um, that's kind of dwindled over the last few, four, not kind of, it very much has dwindled over the last four years. But for that year, it was just, it was just a lot of fun to be, um, you know, adjacent and involved in, in this whole thing. So, yeah, man, it was, uh, man, I'm just so lucky and glad I was in my early twenties during mm. all that and got to experience it fully. And, you know, I'm sure they'll reboot this, um, and we'll, we'll have more characters and stuff, but I don't think like just with the legacy characters and, and, uh, moving on from the prequels and everything that was at stake with that was, um, led to the anticipation. And like I said, um, it met every expectation that I had, which leads us to episode nine. Um, how do you wrap this movie up? How could you possibly do this and be make it cohesive and make everybody happy? Um, I am under the impression that it can totally be done. And I don't think it's an impossibility to make a Star Wars film that wraps up the saga in a succinct and um, honorable way while at the same time being fun and um, – full of all the thrills and adventure that I would want in my Star Wars film. I really think they did that with The Return of the Jedi. I think that's the almost like the perfect ending to one of these movies, you know? Um, and maybe should have quit after that, but we're not going to go there. But uh, I don't think, like, we talked about with the Avengers Endgame and going into that, like, that I just felt like going into that there was no way that it would ever meet our expectations you know like just because there was so much involved with it so many characters and then they did right and then all it takes is like competent writing and good filmmaking and you can and and one of these something with this magnitude on a positive note it is possible um so you know i don't think like the circumstances of what happened with the last jedi with the fans or whatever is um is going to affect like the movie. Um, I'm just, I just hope that it doesn't, if that makes <laughs> sense. I just want this to be, yeah. to feel like an independent star Wars film and not like a response to the last totally. Jedi or we have to get Ray's lineage fixed up. So people stop emailing <laughs> us and all these things that yeah. are just like that have come up over literally since, you know, since 2012, that it just don't matter. You know, totally. I, I feel like I, I really wish, Lucasfilm and Disney would say F y'all we don't care what you think or say we're making our movie and that's it and if you like it you you like it and if you don't you don't but I just think yeah. there's so much business behind this that um, it's going to be not, really hard to feel like a natural like like a singular vision you know go ahead Richard. yeah and it's not and it's not the, and it, the different than Marvel whereas you have that kind of Feige guiding it in real time throughout the whole whole piece um, it's different in that this is, you know, two of many filmmakers over a lot, you know, 40 years. Um, and you know, a lot of different, it's hard to get the kind of consensus, you know, someone brings up a plot point and then someone else has to resolve it, you know, 20 years later, it's, it's, it, I think it's more difficult than Avengers, which was sort of created. Yes. Different directors, but with this grand arc in mind, yeah every movie being built for that purpose of launching a new character, but also pushing the overall narrative forward. Whereas these aren't always made that way. I mean, just this movie alone has gone through what three directors. Cause it was Trevorrow, <laughs> which is hilarious. Now <laughs> uh, it was Johnson for a while. And then a script by Trevorrow and then a script by mm -hmm. Johnson. And then 
JJ came in to save the day, you know, kind of kind of last minute for a, a, something of this scale. And so it's, I'm sure, kind of a uh, Frankenstein's monster of a script of some ideas that everyone's put forward. So I think the degree of difficulty on this is quite hard. I don't think, I'm with you, Ken. I don't think it's impossible. But I think Avengers was, you know, the whole like a, you know, an album that had been building to the last song. And so it could kind of, you know, you, you know, the theme of that last song, whereas this is like a greatest hits collection and it's going to, you've got to somehow sum up all of these with a reprise. That's going to be satisfying, not only to like the fan service part of it, but also to uh, the story at large as well. Absolutely, man. And, and, you know, it's like, and I don't know. It's just like I care about these characters, you know. And so it's like I'm conflicted because I really do like Ray as a character, and I do love Kylo Ren as a character. Yeah. So I, I want that to be. Sure. I, yeah, I do. I do think that, like um, above all, I think we can leave this trilogy and hopefully say, "Gosh, Ray was great," and "Gosh, Kylo Ren was great," and and uh, you know, it might not have ended the way I wanted, but these are characters that will stand the test of time in star Wars. You know, I really do believe that with those two characters and you know, with BB eight as well. So, um, yeah, very much anticipating that, uh, how Daisy Ridley is gonna end this and where her career goes after star Wars. Um, but Kathy Kennedy suggested earlier this week that this is not the last we'll see of Ray and Kylo Ren. So, um, you know, who knows if she even has a job, uh, Kathy Kennedy by the, by Monday morning, but, you know, we'll see uh, where they go, but I, I do. I want I want more Ray movies, and I want more Kylo Ren um, backstory, especially, and uh, hopefully we get more of that in the future. But um, I guess we can hit up predictions now and, and uh, what we think or anticipate might happen with this. So, Richard, what are you expecting? And just kind of lay out what you think might happen in this, and we'll see, I guess, at the end who's the most accurate. <laughs> I think uh, the Empire wins. And... Uh... <laughs> First order, yeah. <laughs> yeah, first order rather. You know, just wins. Uh, I'm, that's what I'm rooting for at least. And uh, kind of, you know, calm down all these long hairs on these planets with their um, <laughs> with their rights. Uh, so I'm going to stand by that. I think I'm right. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You know, I would assume. Yeah, that, that I think we lose one of the big three. Mm. You know, between uh, Kylo. Uh, Daisy Ridley, right. Ray, and uh, John Boyega, yeah, or Poe too. Yeah, or Poe too. I think one. Of, I think one of them probably goes down uh, as as just evidenced by other big movies like this that tends to happen. But um, but other than that, I have no real predictions. The Skywalker thing, he's involved, right? At least as a voice or something. We sure. don't know. Uh, he could show back up. That wouldn't surprise me. But that's that's about it, as far as I'm concerned. Would it surprise you, Brian, if any? If Luke showed up or something like that in this? No, I think uh, I think Force Ghost Luke or Force Ghost Luke voice is a is a player perhaps in this thing, uh, especially given that uh, from the trailers we, we pretty much know that some version of you hear his yeah, voice. some version yeah. of of, Emperor, of Palpatine is back too. So you know I, anything's on the table. So nothing would would uh, super surprise me on that. Um, and I'm I'm for it. I'm I'm here for. For Force Ghost Luke and however that that's gonna transpire, I'm I'm okay with that. I am too. Uh, yeah, it, it would surprise me honestly if they brought back any legacy characters and any um 
big way other than Lando. Mm. Um, we know that Carrie Fisher is involved in this somehow, sure. so we'll see how she's used there. But uh, it really does – it's really going to be fascinating to see, like, where the vision for, for the for, – for the where the vision for the rise of Skywalker changes mm-hmm. uh, based on Carrie Fisher's death. Yeah. You know, like, I really would love to, to see that and, and figure out where sure. they go. But what do I think is going to happen? Um, yeah, it's tough. Hold on, guys. One thing I've got – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Richard. One thing I've got is uh... – I just because of how JJ works with like not necessarily fan service, but liking he likes symmetrical stories that are like self referential mm-hmm. in a way. You can call it fan service, you can call that homage, you can call it whatever. I think there'll be like there'll be like Ewoks involved because mm-hmm. I think this will is trying, you know, if we learn anything from Force Awakens, it tries, there's definitely homage to A New Hope. I wouldn't be surprised if this has a lot of homage to Return yeah. of the Jedi. No, I, I, I agree with that for sure. Or some kind of Ewok adjacent mm-hmm. character. Sure. That's my like kind of prediction okay. on it yeah yeah you have any uh, official where this will end up Brian? Um, thoughts i think maybe gut instinct i think my my biggest point of interest beyond just star wars but as far as the characters go and and the the plot lines and stuff is like what what happens with with kylo ren and ray i don't i've like i've said before i don't really care if if ray is related to Luke or Leia or Obi-Wan Kenobi or Boba Fett or anyone else that doesn't, that doesn't really, um, that's not something that I'm, I'm super obsessed with. I, I think this series has been setting up Kylo Ren as a character who is irredeemable in life. Um, that the only way for him to find and and sort of this kind of what you said, Richard, with, with the idea that return of the Jedi will probably be sort of the, um, the vague blueprint of how this movie goes. I, it seems to me that he's got to die in a, uh, sacrificial way or something like that, or, or that Ray has to kiss. Something has to happen with him. Um, that ultimately ends up in his death because it, if it goes a different way, then I'll, I'll maybe I adjust. And if it, if it goes well, I'll see how it plays. But to me, just coming in, it seems like, that's a character you can't offer redemption and just be like, he can't just be like, well, uh, got rid of the, the darkness in me guys. Is it cool if I just come back? Sorry about killing my dad. You know, it's gotta be, um, it's gotta be something more significant with his, you know, his, his, his ending for him. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. If it truly comes down to the return of the Jedi path where he, turns at the last minute and, and sacrifices himself. Or if it comes down straight up to Ray and or force ghost Luke or somebody just actually killing him. So, uh, but I don't know how he can come out of this alive. Mm. Oh, Kylo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I don't think he dies. I think he, he gets redeemed somehow or realizes, you know, I, I just go back to the force awakens and that pull towards the light, you know, and, and all that, uh, I, I think eventually he is redeemed. Um, you know, whether maybe maybe he might die actually, but he might be redeemed right before sure. he dies. Does that make no, sense? No, I think that's like, doable. Comes yeah. to grips and and realizes what he's done, yeah. and it's too by then it's too late. Like I think that's probably more likely than dying and just get cutting his head off. I, I tend to agree. That's the end. Yeah. You know, I, I there's going to be some emotion behind I, it. I, like I said, I think you, either one of those things I think is doable. I don't know how you can, I don't know how he can just like 
turn back to the light and come back to the fam and just be like, Hey guys, sorry about everything. And everybody's like, it's all right, man. You know, I, I think there's gotta be, I think his death has to be part of this thing. Now, again, if, if, you know, I love JJ. I think he's a great writer and a great director. And if he comes up with something that works in a way that, that, um, you know, I can come in here on, on, on Thursday night in the post game and say, actually, you know, I was wrong about the prediction and it worked out. I actually dig that then fine. But from my brain, I can't see a way that you can make him, uh, a redeemable, likable, get him on back to the good side type of a, of a guy. I think he's gotta, he's gotta die. Yeah. Yeah, very possible. And where that sends um, Ray from there, too. Um, and yes. What, whatever. I mean, I, I obviously, I would feel, I would bet pretty good money that she comes out of this alive. Maybe not Finn, maybe not Poe, and certainly not Kylo, but she's she's the, I would imagine she's the focus for whatever plans they have for this section of the, you know, the, the saga. Um, I would imagine she's the focus. So I'd be pretty surprised if she, if she meets an untimely yeah. end at some point in this. It, um, man. Yeah. It would surprise me if that happened, but yeah. Uh, I, I anticipate like a happy ending for all this. Um, I anticipate, uh, I don't know, maybe some, uh, some legacy issues that we'll probably have to get over. Um, but you know, I'm I'm pretty detached from the original trilogy at this point. Like, I want the best for these characters and what what feels best for them, rather than um, like connections to the original trilogy. I really don't care. I feel like we're past that. You know, I feel like when when Han Solo fell off the bridge, that kind of ended it for me. You know, my attachment to the original trilogy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how much it is fan service in terms of the other films and, you know, the prequels and things like that, because, you know, you do realize like a lot of these kids going to see this, like their star Wars is episode one, yeah. you know? And so like, how are they going to feel about all this uh, mm-hmm. happening? So that's a, uh, that's going to be interesting to see if they bring back duel of the fates and like kind of some, we, we talked about if they brought back some of the musical moments, maybe if there's a, there's a force ghost cameo from Hayden Christensen or oh, something like that in it, then, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely been a rumor Dude, out there. That, I tell uh, you what, like I, in my brain, because I love Star Wars so much, like I, I kind of, I don't watch the prequels very often at all. And because of that, I kind of, in my brain, I think I, I start saying, eh, they're probably not as bad as I remember them. It's, you know, the moment was bad and all this sort of stuff. And we watched those this week and it is, it is just like... <laughs> It's like stabbing Dude, your yeah. ears with glass. I mean, it's it's he is so bad, and there's plenty of bad stuff about the, the prequels that's yeah. on Lucas and it's on the writing and stuff. But good, great. I I came away thinking, even if even with the bad script, even with the poor direction and all of the unevenness of the series, if you just cast like. <laughs> average actors in the Anakin role, both as a kid and as a teenager mm-hmm. adult, like they're still full letter grades better. Just those two perform. They're just, it's so freaking bad. It's so bad. There is a, uh, a documentary that it's like my favorite thing. It's called the beginning. Have you seen that? No, I don't um, think so. It's uh you need to watch it on the old uh, fax machine mm. before, but um, it's basically George Lucas's process for making the Phantom Menace. And it's like an hour long, and produ- and Star Wars actually produced this. Like 21st Century Fox, like produced this documentary to be like a companion to the Blu-ray of the uh, of Phantom Menace or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And 
it's so revealing and looks so bad for everybody involved that it honestly shocks me that like the studio would release something like that, you know, because it's just it, it may it honestly feels like somebody went and shot the documentary and then like, oh, man. I've got this footage. I'm going to go put together something sure. that just makes them look completely oh, incompetent. Man. You know, I think I have, uh, seen and that. it's yeah. my favorite thing. It, like they show the audition process for Jake Lloyd and like all the other kids that were there were like exponentially better than him. I have but seen that. George yeah. Lucas oh, is gosh. like, yeah, is like, is like, uh, yeah, but he's more unpredictable, and you just don't know, you right. know, uh, where he's going to go with it. So I think that's gosh. what I want, and and uh, there's so much about it that you should have seen coming, you know, and there's like this, mm-hmm. this great moment where they're sitting in the screening room for the first time. And Golly. Rick McCallum, the producer is in there and has spent literally the past two years busting his absolute ass for George Lucas, yeah. you know, and making this movie happen as producer, making all these calls. And, you know, George shows up on set and says yes or no and action goes home. You know, yeah. that's very made very clear in this. And he even says in this, if I forget to say action or cut, just say action or cut, you know, like. <laughs> so he was very detached from the process at the time, like literally finished the script, like as they were starting, uh, you know, uh, principal photography in some areas. And so Rick McCallum, it's so funny to see him because they zoom in on him in the screening room. And he's just staring blankly into space, like, <laughs> yeah, thinking, "Oh my god, this, this yeah. is the worst oh, movie gosh. ever." How he was just thinking of how pissed everybody was going to be. How it was all on him, and you just see his soul is completely drained out of sure. his eyes. And George Lucas goes, "Ah, I might have gone too far in some areas," <laughs> uh, but he's like, "He's like, but I, but I can't take anything out because that leads to the yeah. next thing." He's like, "Ah, oh, boggles yeah. the mind." Oh, yeah, I might have overdone it. Maybe. And like, at Maybe that point, George. it's completely too late, you know? Like, I, I just, thing, like, dude. when I look at the leadership now at, at Lucasfilm, like, I like Kathy Kennedy a lot, but I just think if this movie doesn't work, it's not on her. I just think there's, you know, ultimately, it probably is on her, but, like, there's so many people who have hands on this, and it is such a collaborative process mm-hmm. now that you can't blame any one person because you know this thing, Bob Iger had to vet it, everybody had to go through this, and... Yeah give their two cents on it. So it's, it's the corporation as a, as a whole. So right. if I don't like this movie, I'm blaming Disney. I'm not blaming JJ Abrams. I'm not blaming Kathy. I'm not blaming the screenwriter. Um, I think it's just a failure of the system. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's, we, we'll talk about this more after the, we've actually seen the movie and stuff, but uh, there are, there are pros and cons to working in a corporate environment like that. And, um, I, we're going to see, I think I've said this previously. I think, at the end of all this, again, whether we both come out and give Rise of Skywalker an A plus or an F minus minus minus, um, I think the biggest issue throughout all of this was not was not getting in a room together and having a plan from A to Z from for all three of these movies and following that through. And they've kind of said like, well, they kind of have a, it seemed like they had a sort of a vague plan, but. A, Especially, you'll appreciate this now, Kent. Like having we just finished our Harry Potter retrospective series on the VIP feed, and you you know you watched those movies for the, for through for the first time, and I said it over and over and again, and I think you probably agree with me now or understand what I mean. Like J.K. Rowling had a she had a plan from start to finish, and there were certainly some things that got filled in as she went, uh, but the the overall vision was very firm and strong and there from the very beginning. And so she, she knew what she was writing towards 
uh, throughout the course of this thing. And that, and then the movies kind of had the same, the same guiding hand the, this, these three movies would benefit greatly. I think from going back from rewinding to 2012 or 2013 or whatever, putting JJ in charge and saying, this is your trilogy. We're not going to let you step away from it. And if it takes eight years to finish, it takes eight years to finish. We don't really care, but we're not, instead of trying to make sure that we have a star Wars trilogy movie every other year to go to pair with, you know, a, a standalone movie every other year. Um, this is JJ Abrams series and we're just, and we're going to figure out how it goes from, from the beginning until the end and, and hold the line on that. Uh, I think that will be, that's the thing that I hope that, that, um, maybe even if we love this is going to feel like a big takeaway uh, as far as the, the corporate. And I, again, I, I'm with you. I don't put that at Kathleen Kennedy's feet. Um, it's, it's a, when you have such a collaborative effort, there's so many things that can get in the way. And there's also, there's, there's, uh, there's plenty of people to take a, a chunk of the blame. Right. And so it's, that's kind of how, how I see it. I, I, I just, uh, I think we'd be better served if we just would have started with, we are doing this and we're going to carry it through no matter how long it takes instead of kind of jumping back and forth across all this stuff. But I'll also say, Ken, I don't know yeah. if you agree with me on this. I, and this can be the last thing if you want to know when you got to get out of here. But I think I said mm-hmm. this on the trailer reaction podcast, but we are at a place now. If Force Awakens would have been bad, it would have been uh, devastating to me, like right. pop culturally. Um, it would have been such a, such a huge, massive hit in the face. We're at a place now knowing what we know about where this franchise has come and been and what Disney is doing with it and the many uh, outlets and opportunities they're going to have to make more Star Wars and stuff. This movie can be bad and it will it'll stink and we'll be bummed about it, but it doesn't have to be the end all be all of Star Wars. It's not like, well, Rise of Skywalker is bad and therefore Star Wars movies are done and bad and we're not going to revisit this anymore. It's possible, not only possible, it's. It, this doesn't have to be the ender for the franchise and for the universe that it would have been if Force Awakens had been bad and was when uh, when the prequels were bad. It's it's just that we we operate in a different world um, now than than we did when when those yeah. movies came out. Yeah, certainly. I think there is a lot at stake when it comes to theatrical releases for Star Wars, mm-hmm. and maybe they're anticipating that. So either backlash, good or bad, and so they've preemptively said we're not releasing any Star Wars movies for at least two years yeah. in the theaters, um, and so that does give them the time to readjust, figure something out, and who knows? Maybe Ryan Johnson ends up coming back because of um, the Rise of Skywalker, and it ends up working out for everybody and and all that. But I just think with uh, the way Disney Plus is going and how well received the Mandalorian has yeah. been. That Star Wars, like you said, it didn't. They don't completely rely on the theatrical experience anymore. And and uh, you're right. I'm not going to like Star Wars any less if this movie isn't good. What it'll do, make me do is appreciate the Star Wars that we do have that I like mm-hmm. and and like that more. And and I do think like their long term future is maybe um, a couple of theatrical releases uh, every decade. Maybe not every other year. You know. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think they're probably smart. It's probably smarter for them to not do the episodic movies um, anymore, and to just do standalone movies 
um, you know, like Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do think, and if they want to do some kind of extended serialized thing, I think it's probably in their best interest to do it on Disney Plus because you do have however many episodes you want to tell the story. If the last episode sucked, you could make another episode, you know, mm-hmm. and change it. Like, there's so much more flexibility of creativity in that, and and um, you're not limited to, like, the window of the theatrical release, and there's just so much more I feel like they can do as a business yeah. with, with Disney+. Plus. And, and look, in two and a half years, maybe, you know, the theatrical experience might not be nearly what it is, or, or you know, streaming might be so prevalent in two years that it's it's – it's very rare for us to ever go to the theater. So um, that might just be where we are in the climate of the business. Mm. And they might make that decision more for like, okay, this is more for like where things are going than um, we need to release a Star Wars movie every year just to make a billion sure. dollars. No, like, totally. I, I, I would anticipate that that's probably really going to go long term, but they're going to be very, um, I guess it's going to be very curious to see the uh, the reaction to the rise of Skywalker, given the fact that the Mandalorian has been so well yeah. received. Um, and, uh, so that's what I want more for my star Wars is like the, the stories that are, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say haven't been told, but like the ones that have been hinted sure. at and maybe like, like fit in between the lines of the mm-hmm. stories we already know. I think that's really where we are. You know, the Mandalorian does fit in the canon now, like right after Return of the Jedi, right? right? So it fits right in there, yeah. you know? So I think they, they have so much left to explore. It's such in that. a vast from, universe, man. Yeah, and from episode one to episode yeah. nine, I feel like those years that are covered, there's just so much you can yeah. do with all of that, you know? And and I want to see a Knights of Ren series, you know, we're already getting an Obi-Wan series. I would love, love that. I would love some kind of Cloud City right. Something, you know, I just think there are so many universes and worlds that you can explore mm-hmm. here and make them good and happy that we don't need right. these big, bombastic, episodic sure. movies to make Star Wars fans Yeah, happy. and I mean, it can be both. You can do both. Like, the thing that is surprising to me, like, I was wrong on this. I think uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Disney, they thought, and I thought this too, so I, I maybe I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt because I thought the same thing, but, like, I thought the idea, like, we're going to pump out a Star Wars movie every year sounded awesome and it's never going to get old and i'm i'm going to love this so much but i think they pretty quickly discovered and, and kudos to them for realizing post solo especially like okay this doesn't work like this model isn't working for us and we need to the star wars movies are not marvel movies and so we need to find a way to um to pull back on that to supplement that with other things to have opportunities to explore these worlds without just bombarding people every single year with a thing that maybe they don't, they don't necessarily want. So I'm with you. I'd love to see more exploration on this in on Disney plus. And if you want to get back in, I know she said fairly pretty recently, she was that she, they kind of hinted at moving away from, from trilogy type stuff for, for a while. I think that was misread. It's like, we're never doing a star Wars trilogy again. And I was like, that's super not what she said. Um, but if we're going to get, Maybe we get two or three Star Wars movies a decade and bef- as a break between this and the next trilogy or something, and maybe we're focused more on Disney. I don't care. I just think there's there's so many places where you can explore, so many opportunities to explore this universe and this world. And again, that kind of plays to my point of if it's if you make a bad one, it doesn't mean that that we're done, you know, because there's just other ways to go. I'm because I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. I th- I just think there's. There's so many stories 
that can be with, explored within this universe and within that world that, um, whatever that looks like, um, I'm, I'm excited to, to see how it plays out and hope that they're good, obviously. But, and that'll be the thing. Right. If you make a bunch of them in a row, they're not good. Then that changes things. But, um, I don't know. I guess I have more faith in, in the system of than, than that. So maybe I'm, maybe that's misplaced. Yeah. Know. Last thing I want to say just, uh, in terms of rise of Skywalker before we get out of here is, um, I guess the most obvious way the movie could go is raise a Skywalker, mm-hmm. right? So if that's the one revelation we get from this, will it be worth it? Because don't we already, aren't we already anticipating that, you know? Um, yeah, sure. Whereas like Star Wars is more known for subverting expectations and, but simultaneously doing it in a way where it doesn't piss you off. Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe the force awakens pushed that a little bit, but like the Luke, I am your father thing, you know, was a huge reveal. Sure. And, and in uh, the return of the Jedi, Oh, Leia's Luke's sister, huge reveal. Yeah. Right. Um, is there going to be a reveal in this movie? Maybe you think that's not, that's aside from Ray is, is connected some way to, to the Skywalker family. Maybe I'm curious to see how that plays uh, because the emperor would have been a pretty big reveal, but that's already been covered in the trailer. And I would think that if it was that big of a reveal in the movie, they wouldn't have used that in the trailer. Um, I, you know, I don't know what, what's going to happen with Leia. I, I continue to be in the camp. If we find out that, that Ray's a Skywalker or Kenobi or an Ewok or whatever else, that's fine. Like I'm, I, I think if, if the story works that way, then great. I, it doesn't matter. I continue to be in the camp that says, these movies have never, never been asking the question of who Ray's parents are. That Ray has been asking that question, but that's not what the movies were were about. We're about trying to find. And so, if we don't find out that she's connected to the overarching saga in some way, other than she's just a person within this world and ha- you know and is able to access the Force, then I'm great with that. But I know that there will be. Um, <laughs> that has been a, a a point of great angst amongst uh the you know the Star Wars fanboys on on the internet because fan theories are just so prevalent. If we don't get the fan theory that we believe, then we're going to be angry about it. I you know, again, I'm I just am in that camp that says I don't think this movie's ever been asking that question and trying to find a, an answer to that. Uh so if we don't get it, we don't get it. If you do get it, yeah. that's fine as long as it it works. As long as it doesn't it's yeah. not like a you know a throw in of like oh hey by the way uh, I know I'm a ghost Jedi now but by the way I'm your dad just wanted to let you know um, yeah that's otherwise I'm I'm okay either way I think do you think it I think it might uh, I'm I'm more anticipating a moment between Carrie Fisher and Ray than sure. I am Mark Hamill and Ray for that moment but you know I do expect that to happen just because that was the main backlash for the the last Jedi was was uh there's nothing special about the force basically and i just think i mean that's ridiculous if you've seen the first few star wars movies but second of all um i just think like disney has a lot more to worry about than pleasing pleasing everybody like i just don't think you can make a great film if you're worried about pleasing people i don't i think you have to to use your use your instinct and J.J. Abrams has to go do what he does ever with every film, you mm-hmm. know, and and use the same process. And I'm sure he trusted himself and and uh, you know his past experience for that. But man, um, I just don't want any more toxic Star Wars talk. Yeah. and I'm. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the film, so I I mean, I fully 
realize I might get on here and just be completely like, what the F was that? And, and all that, but right. I'm just tired. But if we of, do it, of, it comes from a place of actual criticism, not right. And it's not like I'm going right. to, it's going to control my life and I'm going to, I'm going right. to troll everybody on social and it, media. Yeah, and all and it's hit. not because, you know, God forbid there's a woman in power, you know, and things like right. that. It's right. Just, right. That's what made the, the, the star Wars conversation. So such a beating for the last couple of years yeah. was, having to, to mix that in. Like I had this conversation with Ariel from geek One One yesterday where he doesn't like last Jedi at all to the point that he's like, I may not go see rise of Skywalker. And for me, that's insane. But, um, but we, you know, we, we had a conversation about it and it's fine. But it, what I said to him is it just, it makes criticism of the last Jedi almost impossible, like real legitimate, like what you had Kent, like real legitimate mm-hmm. criticism is so difficult to, uh, to parse out because it, because you're having to de- both sides are having to deal with the the idiots you know the toxicity of the the gross side of of the fanboy and so it just it really messes up the conversation to where you can't talk about it makes no sense for finn and and um oh gosh now rose to go to the casino plant like that there's just nothing really that happens there that makes sense within this movie maybe it does within the the world at large the macro but it doesn't make sense in the micro you can't really talk about that because then you get into yeah and also she's a woman and she's asian you're just like no 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 and that's not what i was saying rights. like yeah, gosh yeah. and so it's just a it's been it's been a whip for the last couple of years for sure right absolutely um very much anticipating the film um going in with an open mind and you know, hoping this is my favorite Star Wars sure, film. Same. You know, I think like spectacle wise, it has everything I want in Star Wars movies. Um, so very much anticipating this and coming on here for our post game show, uh, right after the rise of Skywalker. So if you're seeing the rise of Skywalker this weekend, um, we will have our post game show available Thursday night. So, uh, if you're seeing the uh, movie, uh, it should be, I would say the episode might be up around 10 p.m., something like that, on uh, Thursday night, Central Time. So, uh, certainly by midnight, so yeah, for if sure. Yeah. Certainly by midnight. If you're seeing the movie on the on the midnight screening on Thursday or this weekend, then we will definitely have an episode there for you to enjoy on your drive home as you, uh, as you I guess, uh, <laughs> deal with your, your own inner thoughts, uh, you know, sure. gotta try to process yeah. all this. So you know, maybe we'll come back next week and do a part two to that, <laughs> which we often do. And I have often like my part two mm. review more because I go see the movie again and often have a lot more Easter egg type talk yeah. and, and stuff. So this will be more raw reactions on Friday and then look for an episode early next week as we dig a little bit more into the reaction and, uh, how it did at the box office and things like that. So very much anticipating this. Thank you so much, Star Wars fans, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this pregame, and we are excited to hear what you think about The Rise of Skywalker. But until then, we will see you at the same time.